Pierce Bronson a real person? Pierce Brosnan's James Bond. Okay, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so first I got the person wrong, and then I got the person who I got wrong's name wrong. <laughs> And here comes the truth And here comes your favorite podcast Always still made for you Carter, what happened last week? You were good I know, my confidence is just sky high So I've got a lot of good segments today, time permitting I'm gonna bring it, gonna bring it again No, just just write that day down in your life journal And call it quits, you know Okay Enough of the ideas, mm-hmm. especially the good ones. I don't know what's going on there. Mm. Oh, well, after the show yesterday, uh, Brent started talking about uh, since I came up with that storageware prank. Brent's like, we we need to start a website like Kickstarter where people donate to fund projects called Prankstarter, where people donate to 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 fund pranks. Wait, wait, wait. So wait, so what's Kickstarter? Explain it for people that don't. I know. did. It, people donate uh, like money to fund That's things. Like- I want to make what? A I need books game. for my classroom. You want, you want to make a a lit, uh, something to store meat, something to store cold something to store meats. Yeah, you want to make a comic book starring Star Wars characters and Harry Potter characters mixed together. But you need money. Well, you need money. Except Carter's example couldn't be made because that's oh I don't know about but, it because that's copyright infringement. But so people any give other you money. example would be okay. Yeah. People give you so money. A fridge. You need a fridge? Is that what you're saying? Brent, do you yeah. need a fridge? No. Buy Brent a, a fridge. Sto- I need oh. a meat storage locker to hang. Maybe to dry meats, okay? And there's nothing suitable on the market, so you've got to invent your own one. Okay. Okay. So it's, it promotes ingenuity. Now we're going to do yeah. prank starter? Yes. I think so. I'd like enough money to have a, a helicopter and an elephant. That's all Can I really prank- want. And how would you prank anybody with it? Just like drive over put, their house? I, I would just drop elephants off in Threaten. places that elephants don't belong. And then <laughs> take them away. Be. And then just move them when people aren't looking and may, just scare them a lot. You know, just put elephants in places where they shouldn't be. <laughs> like you walk into a bathroom and there's just an elephant in the bathroom. <laughs> I, I'm that's, a all I, I, that's really all I want to do is just put elephants places. <laughs> Or like in winter in Manitoba on like a long dead highway, you're just driving and all of a sudden there's an elephant in the road. Oh, like, nice! <laughs> I think it's funny, but how much no, do you need for a helicopter? To, well, a rental or to outright purchase? No, we're going to buy one. This is an ongoing prank. <laughs> <laughs> Operation Dumbo Drop. So we need a, yes, actually. Yeah. So, so we need a helicopter. And, and an not elf. just a regular like tourist helicopter. We need like a Hercules helicopter. You know, legit. What? We gotta lift an elephant. I know it needs to have some power behind it. So, so how how much is the what's more expensive, the elephant or the helicopter? Probably the helicopter. Oh yeah, big time. But the upkeep of the elephant's gonna. What's his name gonna be? Stompy. He leads a life of wood whittling. No, no, no. Brent, you got any uh, elephant names? Any names you didn't use on your baby that you might have at left over? <laughs> big ears, McGee. Mm-hmm. Elephant. Honky. <laughs> <laughs> Honky the elephant. <laughs> All right. So we're going to prank starter. 
which might already exist. Good idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was, I was. I'm more of a What's sucker a for idea, the classics, dude? like uh, damn internet, like taking a uh, wad of five hundred dollar cash and tying it to some fishing wire and dri- driving it behind a car. You know, that that's sort of what I'm going for. There was a uh, chase your money. Yeah. You know, or like you're in like the second floor of a mall and you put it like next to the fountain and someone kid goes for it. You like quickly reel it back up. (laughs) (laughs) And then he breaks his neck and drowns in a fountain. (laughs) Then did you use some of the prank starter money to uh, cover those legal bills? Legal fees. You got lawyer bills. I got lawyer bills. Well, something like that happened in Amsterdam with the launch of the iPhone 5. Right out, like, so, you know, people are lined up at the stupid Apple stores and someone super glued an iPhone 5 to the floor, uh, to, <laughs> to the concrete. And, like, it's, it's a pretty viral video. People are trying to, you know, pick it off and use some solvent to dissolve it and just straight up boot it <laughs> to try to lodge it free from the cement. So I like those sort of denying people happiness rather than providing happiness with an elephant in the bathroom. Yeah. Oh, well, speaking of Operation Dumbo Drop starring comedic actor Bill Murray, have you guys heard what Bill Murray's up to these days? I don't know, being awesome generally, yeah. probably. He is awesome without being in a movie, just just living his life. So there's uh, this woman. Named Sounds like a Bon Jovi song. <laughs> so there's this guy named Mitch Glazer who co-wrote uh, 1988 Bill Murray classic Scrooge. And he's married to a woman named Kelly Lynch. Now, Kelly is most uh, famous for being in Roadhouse with Patrick Swayze, where she engaged in a sex scene where she's tossed up against a brick wall and Swayze proceeds to go to town. (laughs) Gives her the Swayze. (laughs) Gives her the Swayze. And this movie's on. You know, I've been compared to Patrick Swayze many times. I I know you've said this on the pod. So every time this movie is on. I'm going to give her the time. (laughs) Every time this movie's on, and it's on AMC a lot, let me tell you. Bill Murray or one of his brothers call up Mitch Glazer and go, Mitch, Mitch, Kelly's having sex with Patrick Swayze right now. They're doing it. He's throwing <laughs> against her the rocks. What? Oh, my God. <laughs> and it doesn't matter. Three in the morning, Bill will be filming, filming a movie in Russia and it's on TV in Russia. And he'll call up this Mitch Glazer guy. Just let him have it. <laughs> so I, I think that's pretty awesome. And uh, Bill's also just going around in like crashing kickball games or being a surprise bartender everywhere. And uh, someone went up to him with a camera and asked him for his autograph. And Bill's like, no, I've got something better. So he had he set up the camera, put it in slow motion and proceeded to walk around the corner with this guy just down the hallway like they're filming an intro to a movie. <laughs> He's like, there's your autograph. <laughs> so and the best one is in GQ magazine. Um the editor who was uh, interviewing him sort of asked, there's been stories about you sneaking up behind people in New York City, covering their eyes with your hands and saying, guess who? <laughs> and when they, <laughs> when they turned around, they see Bill Murray smiling and he says to them, no one will ever believe you. It turns and walks yeah. away. <laughs> and Bill doesn't deny it. He's like, I've heard about that. A lot of people, I don't, yeah. I don't know what to say. There's probably a really appropriate thing to say. Something exactly and just perfectly right and then he starts huge grin but by god it sounds crazy doesn't it just so crazy and unlikely and unusual <laughs> so you know he's doing it so that's straight up bill murray's alley i think so i could see brent doing that if brent got super famous from this podcast it was just old and bored he'd go around like guess who <laughs> it's brent <laughs> no one will ever believe you uh 
You had me so right good. until Brent running around the yeah. streets. No, that's time. the best part. That's the Just best don't see part. it. Touching people. No, well, I can't see Bill <laughs> no. doing that either. I could. I could. That's very avant-garde. It's very good. Speaking of avant-garde, yes. <laughs> are, are you guys ready for another Carter segment? Or should, or should I let you guys breathe? From all the Brent, you got anything before Carter kills this? Or let I him go? Don't. Just wind him up and let him go. I'm not going to make him wait. No, okay, no. All right. Okay, Carter, get to it. Okay, have you guys ever story heard... Story time. Yeah, story time. Speaking of avant-garde. Speaking go. of avant-garde. Have you guys ever heard of the uh, the abstract painter, Nat Tate? Go on. Nope. Yeah, he was born in 1928, died in 1960, friends with uh, Pablo Picasso. He, um, so he died in 1960, committed suicide before, uh, right after destroying all his paintings. So um, William Boyd. We should find some of them. Well, they're we all destroyed. I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. we should lie. Make them... <laughs> well, someone's already been lying about this. So William Boyd is an author who wrote in 1998 a book chronicling the, the life story of Nat Tate. Um, and he got some pretty, pretty important people like uh, Gore Vidal, political commentator, to you know endorse the book on the uh, book jacket. And the guy who did the famous Picasso uh, biography, he was in there saying, yeah, this is, this is all true. Except for the fact that he made it all up. Nat Tate never existed. He's a total figment of this William Boyd's imagination. And it was just a giant prank on the New York art community. And what? It, it culminated. That's brilliant. No, it's total brilliant. Because have you ever talked to someone who's cool and they mentioned like a band and you're like, kind of, yeah, I think I know them. And really, you have no idea. Ever done that? No, only no. me. Okay. <laughs> oh, no, a lot harder. of people do this. So, um, for this release of the book, and um, big time, let's get David Bowie to come up here, who's in on the joke. Huge okay, launch yeah, party, yeah. April Fools, New York, and so David's up there <laughs> reading excerpts of the book. Everyone's just uh, like art collectors and you know local artists, and it's just this huge thing. New York Times is there, everything. Everyone's just nodding sagely, and yeah. What a great man. Yep. What a great artist. Good Nat. Good old Nat. Only one newspaper reporter was like, this guy isn't real. This guy isn't real. Everyone's like, Shh, <laughs> you're disrespecting Nat Tate. And how did this guy know it's not real? I don't know. He actually read the book and noticed that some of the art galleries that they mentioned weren't actually real. <laughs> Just, you know, anybody with an ounce of artistic He's integrity. maybe a journalist. <laughs> yeah. He didn't even have to do any journalism. Just like simple reading. Oh, yeah, that's... That's not actually the National Museum in Holland. That's, that's not what it's called. <laughs> so I, I just love all that. Because if anybody deserves to be pranked, it's it's snobby New York, the New York art scene. Hey, who just like, yeah, great man, great artist. Great man, great artist. <laughs> Speaking of great man, Trevor, I think you have a segment for us. Do I? I don't know. Um, we, just, we just get an email from you. Could be five minutes late, trapped in a dust storm. <laughs> Yeah, it's crazy outside the window right now. Like, it's, you got 30 feet of vision. Was it one of those dust storms that you see this giant pillaring tower of uh, sand? Well, I think the rock is involved. I think the rock's in town, so. The rock. Oh, like the wrestler? (laughs) The mummy or something. Oh, okay. (laughs) So it's like one of those, like, that you see. Yeah. 
really nice. It's pretty intense. I don't know if there's going to be school tomorrow, so I'm kind of excited. But last night, I um, took a tiny bus and went out into the desert with some psychos and went paintballing in the middle of the desert right by the Iraq border. Well, that, that's something because when we go painting, you're the psycho we're concerned about. <laughs> the guy who's a little but, bit too competitive. It was a place that was bombed out in the war. 91? And it's like, First Gulf yeah, and, it, and it's like a giant... It used to be a communications base. Nice. So it was one of the first places that Iraq hit, and it's just been le- like there's giant like if you don't watch out, there's holes in the floor like fifteen foot holes that drop down into like basements full of like rebar and like it's it's a bombed so, out yeah. war zone, and they just so it's a, yeah, so it's a good paintball facility. Yeah, and it sounds like you'll never it's be able to play too video good. again because <laughs> you've already like lived lived it. It's too good. It's so scary. Like. I got shot in the head. That was the only time I got shot. I got a headshot. And I had to like sit down and think about it. Like, it rattled me. <laughs> I'm not Straight really I was dead. Like, no, but it was like, that felt like, it's so scary. <laughs> it was awesome. And it's like in the desert and there's dust everywhere. Like, yeah. if you run too fast, you can't breathe. You know, like, you gotta like, it's plus 38, 39. And were you wearing a mask? Box. Yeah, you have to. Like, okay, I wasn't sure if you just no rules. Nope. What if the no oh, rules have, rule apply for that? You have to wear a mask. But the last round of I didn't do it because I was way too scared. Because <laughs> there's people that like you know at every paintball range there's people that take it way too seriously. Yeah, yeah, I hate. There was people. some guys that were wearing like you know that video of the guy who robbed the bank. It had like the the armored tank or whatever. The yeah, guy turned guy himself that, in. Yeah, yeah. There's a guy that's basically that in paintball gear. He's just covered in body armor. And the last game is called, like, Tap Out, where everybody just stands in the open and shoots each other until everyone else quits. And there's, like, there's no... You could get shot as many times as you want, but you have to put your gun up. Otherwise, you just keep getting shot at. And this Oh, dude. It was so guess, crazy. Did, cause, did he win? Um, I didn't see the ending. I just saw him going, and it was like long because right when, when right when that happened, our tents and stuff showed up, and it was like a sandy day with like full of wind in the desert, and then it started raining. There's a rainstorm on us in the middle of the desert. It was really weird. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, I they haven't. They, it was it was a crazy day, and then our tent was like flying everywhere. So I found like I took rubble. Basically, I filled up my tent with rubble. So that it wouldn't blow away. You'll find like bones in the desert. It's terrifying. <laughs> Just, it's, it's seriously, it was wild. And then there was like a giant like dance party till like six in the morning. That's just how I imagined it. <laughs> it was a crazy night. An absolute crazy night. So some guy jumped out of space, right? Brent, what do you right. take on that? You're yeah. the space, you're the space expert. Partner. Yeah. It's just that's just a nice old fashioned daredevil story. Super Dave Osborne could have got that. Oh, Is he dead? No. Oh, he's on Caribbean. Enth- yeah, okay. Arrested Development. I heard that he died. Okay, maybe he didn't. He's Sorry, one, he'd Dave. be one of those guys where you know the internet. Yeah. Oh, rest in peace, Super Dave. Yeah. And Super was Dave Osborne. Super Dave died. Super Dave died. No, he never died. You'd always think he'd die when he fell off of a. He died at the end of every episode. <laughs> <laughs> but he was always okay. 
I don't even remember what that show was about. I just remember they'd hype the stunt and at the end it would screw up. But what was like in between all that? <laughs> that was <laughs> that was the show. You know, that's real comedy though, right? Yeah. Dummies falling off of places, yeah. But what was like the show, like in between? <laughs> Dummies you know, preparing doing... prepare him preparing. And interviews oh, like thing? backstage like wrestling style interviews before the stunt <laughs> who's this guy that interviewed him <laughs> wasn't there like a little japanese guy they would always yeah. interview him mr fuji well like that like it was uh, like the same kind of i'm sure there was i'm sure he had like a, a japanese guy who interviewed him every time well i'm really looking yeah. forward to uh following up on this and watching some and posting it to here comes wisdom.blogspot.com Super Dave, he jumped Super out of Dave. space. Was it him that did it? No, he's retired. What else we got? I got to say, um, I know Brent hates the callbacks more than anything, but someone in my life does not hate the callbacks. I'm expecting my mom to uh, drop something off at my door. So knock, knock, knock on the front door. I go to open it up. Oh, open it. She's not like, hey, Carter. She's just like, do you like music? <laughs> No, she did. She straight out French banned me. Yeah, she tried to sell you a CD. Your mother, my mother. And you know, I told inside jokes on the. I know, so I love it. I love it. Most the best. I can inside joke with her now. I don't have to call up Brent to do it. So I'm pretty happy. But uh, a follow up to that story, I was I was telling that story to some random people I've never met at the party. And they started laughing. They're like, you're serious? That happened to you? Don't you live like as south as you can in the city? I'm like, yeah. They're like, well, I live in St. Boniface, as northeast as you can. And they came to my door, too. So, whew, total French band takeover of Winnipeg. Knocking on every single door. Just Every outhouse, doghouse, manhouse, manhouse. They were going to sell a couple CDs. <laughs> Get it, Tommy Lee Jones style. Uh-oh. Boots on the ground, man. That's how it's done these days. <laughs> Screw the internet. Boots on the ground. So I was very happy to uh, find I wasn't the only one that they were canvassing. So it's very happy. No, have you guys heard about the uh, the new Chrome extension? This word replacer. Oh, I thought you were talking about chromosomes. No, I was talking about no. Google Chrome. Yeah. So with it, you can. Every time you see a word, you can replace it with something else, much like a word document. But this is internet. So anytime you see, like, if you're this sick, is internet. if you're <laughs> sick of the presidential uh, like race, you can get every time it says like Mitt Romney to change to like Mitt Kardashian. So it'd be like Kardashian thinks White House is his or something. <laughs> or if you're tired of seeing about the NHL lockout, it'll be like NHL happy time break <laughs> or something. Is is current? Can you change uh, pictures? Like, well. Uh, uh, you you can with that. You can change baby pictures, but I don't know. No, if there needs to be something. Things. There needs to be an app that every picture of a person, their head gets photoshopped with a chimp. <laughs> that I would pay five ninety nine in the app store for that. If you're just web browser, just Photoshop chimps heads on people. So the entire chimp head, not just like the face on a chimp of a body. Um, so- no, it doesn't have to be the entire body. Okay. Just well. If you were really, I mean, it'd be in a perfect world, you could reenact all news stories with chimps. That would actually be <laughs> really funny. Like, you'd see, <laughs> okay, like, you'd see, uh, like, 
uh, the debate. There's the debate with chips. No, and there's some like random car crash in the city. No one was hurt, but like you see the, <laughs> the total car, and you see some guy sitting down with his head in his ads. <laughs> it's some chip. This is a crash car. <laughs> no, you're on to something here. <laughs> Can we do a, a Kickstarter for that? Prankster. Well, yeah. Half the Republicans are already. Well, half the half the U.S. would say you're already halfway there.